Hello and hey, this is Light on the Trail podcast. On this episode, we're going to do a fun little recap rerun through the Blazing Trails Suffer Fest night run I got to do just a little bit ago, the 54K, uh, three laps on this course. So, what did I think? Here we go. Done. Take four o'clock in the morning and take a second here, gather ourselves, and uh, give us a second to stop feeling like a bag of smashed bologna. So let's get right into it. Uh, we arrived there nicely. Um, they did some okay signage. This is a a quick little pet peeve of mine I'll get into. Like I never understood um, all the races I've I've gone to. It always seems like you you need you could use a few more signs out on the road just to guarantee that you're going the right direction, right? If they just had a little square, like two foot by two foot square with the arrow, with the logo of the company, it would just be nice to like, okay, so you're just not in the back of your head like I think I'm going the right way. Um, they could they could use a little more of that, um, but start on a on a better note. Yes, we got there, got unpacked, had to walk um, a little bit. I don't know, I'm a quarter of a mile maybe uh, down to the the entryway. There's plenty of shade, so that was nice. It was like you know over a hundred. Uh, me and Jeff get there and uh, unload and everything, and I uh, did a quick little recording and also one at the end that we'll play too. But here's the first one. All right, it is currently six o'clock hour till starting set up here at the chairs and hanging out uh or jeff we've yet to see <laughs> yet to see will and other buds have you seen will i haven't seen Will yet nope nope no side of will should be doing the one lap we're gonna do the 54k still says it's like oh it's 105 in the shade maybe but not too bad try to take a nap today did you take a nap no nope. no attempt no attempt for jeff just laid around Later on being worthless, because it's so weird starting a race later in the day and not just getting up and running at like 7 in the morning, daybreak. Uh, so as of now, all good. Foot's kind of hurting. I'm trying to record this for a contrast of hopefully however long, 7 or so hours from now when we are back here, done. We'll take a, uh, take a check on how we're feeling then. Oh, I think that guy has the same shoes as me. I've never seen someone with ultra outroads on. Awesome. All right. What's your what's your goals, Jeff? Uh, Just do do. You're still feeling like the last lap, like turn and burn. All you got left. I do. Good. Any uh, how you how fit are you feeling? Anything bugging you or concerns? Feeling pretty pretty awesome. All right. We'll see how that is on the next <laughs> on the next take when we're done. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. So there you are. Anyway, <laughs> rare and to go. Uh, they get uh, say say their words. Uh, hey, get ready for the race. Uh, let us know they're actually starting us a little further back because the way this this trail starts, the trailhead of it is is just a funnel, and they had all three of the I'd say bigger waves go at that at that time. So we had the the 18k, the 36k, and the 54k all at the same time as you're doing one lap, two laps, and three laps. Uh, so they started us a little further back down the road, so we wouldn't be as congested, which was a was a, a good thought. 
was a good thought. Um, so my immediate thought was, oh man, I'm going to have to get out. <laughs> I'm going to have to get out a little faster because I don't want to get clogged up. Does it matter that much? That was Jeff was already being smart and the wise runner that he is. It's uh, like we got plenty of time, <laughs> plenty of time to, to catch up with people or move out of the way and, and all of this. Um, but just in my head, I kind of was trying to be proactive with the excitement and adrenaline. I'm like, well, let's just get out the gate and pick up the pace a little bit, get out of the way of, of everyone else because it was quite a quite a bit of people. And uh, so I, I did do that, and, and Jeff <laughs> followed behind me. And we did run into one of the bridges early on and everyone had to come to a, like a halt in a, in a quick hurry and stop and let everyone kind of run across that thing. And we go and spread out. Uh, but again, Jeff, Jeff was smart and was like, kind of went off to the side and I was like, you go ahead. And, uh, I don't know. He, I think he did tell me something was that with his shoe or his vest wasn't like sitting right, but he was like, no, I'm not doing this pace. <laughs> I'm slowing down, which was, was smart to do. Again, I just... I debated it a lot in my head. I was like, I just want to cruise and and work off some of this, I don't know, this adrenaline and get out the gate and and get moving and get it started, right? Either way. Um, so with this race too, I had a, what of my, 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 my vest, my Solomon vest. I didn't have my bladder in it. I do. I just had my two water bottles. I felt that the distance between all the aid stations, there is technic- technically two aid stations but the second one, Copperhead, you got to go to it twice. You'd run to it, you could hit it, and you'd, you'd kind of go back out the same way you you came into it on the first part, and then again when you would you'd hit it again on the second loop. They're all about four miles apart um, between the times of getting there. And then when you leave it the second time, it's about five miles or so, almost six, I think, till you get to the finish line or for the first lap, and there's an aid station there at the start-finish. So I just had, I didn't, I didn't feel the need to bring my bladder that usually gets really warm anyway. And then I'm just drinking warm water. Um, and it's just kind of added weights and and the hose and everything's kind of in the way, but it's really nice if I'm just off on my own. Uh, I just had my bottles, lots of gels and, um, was just hoping to see what they'd have at the, the aid stations, but it went fine. Um, my, (laughs) my outroads, uh, ultra outroads, they got a, a workout none of it, none of it's paved. It's all very a nice course, actually. Some a little bit of of incline, kind of hilly, you know, if you want to call it vertical, <laughs> uh, vert at the end, just a little bit. And the craziest parts was some some of the bits of the single track got fairly narrow or really rooty, uh, but nothing crazy. This was very um, smooth for the most part. And when we started off at uh, oh whatever it was. <laughs> seven seven thirty or so. It was still plenty hot outside and sunny. Um, so a lot of people were again trying to hold back. If you were doing the fifty four k, because you have plenty of time to run, it's going to get cooler. And I was so thrown off by having that as a as a later race. Um, and you're running longer and longer, but yet the weather is getting better because it's getting cooler and cooler. So you're like, I am tired, but this is nice and <laughs> it gets better. Uh, but so as far as it's so far, liking it, I can tell, I know I'm going too fast. And I just need to slow down. So I, I do start to do so. Um, and we're, uh, I'm cruising around a whole bunch of people. Cause again, some I'm trying to, uh, realize obviously some of these people that are running one lap are going to be 
they can run fast. I don't need to think I'm competing with everyone or against, you know, I need to catch, I'm going to stay with this group. That's not a good idea. They're all probably doing the single lap or even the two laps, whatever. You know, don't worry about other people, run your own race. And so I kind of uh, slow down and, and get that, my own little groove. And I had a guy running with me for a while. Um, I think his name was, oh, I can't remember. John, I think his last name started with a P. Um, super nice guy. Every person we kind of come by or somebody would pass us, he'd kind of give them a praise, like, good job, man. You know, proud of you. And it was already setting a good tone um, for everyone. And actually, he was a, he ran with Jeff at the uh, Coyote, oh, not the 50 mile. Maybe it was. Oh, whatever it was. But they, they hadn't met before. Anyway. So we we're rocking and rolling. And um, I think after I hit the Copperhead Aid Station on the second part of rounds is when Jeff uh, kind of, at that point, he's either passed me or something or he's gotten with, with that John guy and some other people and they've, they've gone ahead of me. Uh, so now Jeff has passed me and he's with the buddies. And I'm like, hey, man, you rock and roll. Uh, I got to slow down. I have to stop. And I take a little extra time at the Aid Station, get my heart rate down and cruise on back out there. And I'm going and uh, just finally make it through. And that's the first kind of realization. I think that's the only point that I ran out of water, actually, because it was still pretty warm. And uh, both my my flasks were empty. And I was like, oh, no, that's going to get worse because it's going to get – I'm going to be more tired and want more water. It did not. That was the only time it happened, thankfully. So I think I made a good choice of just holding on to my, my, my two soft flasks. Um, got to the finish line aid station where I met back up with uh, Jeff and the kind of a group of about four or five guys he was with. Um, and they were heading out. I'm like, no, no, y'all go. I gotta, I'm gonna keep it turned down. You keep, yeah, keep cruising. Starting to get dark and uh, I'm going out. I'm a headlamp on now and, um, and cruising, but it's, it's getting cooler now. And, uh, everything's fine. I'm enjoying it. It's nice. The, the groups have broken up a whole lot. So it's pretty spread out. There's plenty of times where it's just you on a dark trail and you can kind of see all the headlights hopping around like fireflies everywhere and things. It's really neat. And sometimes nothing at all, right? It gets pretty thick in some of the points. I think it was before I got to the first Copperhead stop, uh, coming out onto the second lap, I had a gentleman, uh, kind of catch up to me and stayed with me, um, behind me. We were both alone. So I think it was kind of that uh, uh, unspoken camaraderie, like, hey, yay, there's another human with me. It's just you have that positive grow, you know, energy right there, and we just kind of cruised along and stayed at my pace. I wasn't trying to be crazy or anything. I just wanted to have something sustainable, get in a good groove, and just kind of kind of moving and, and having a good time. Um, it's getting, getting cooler. Uh, at one point after that, we catch up to um, a guy, and a lady and they were kind of running and talking um but she was walking and he was like okay bye and he had a blue a blue pack on apparently this was michael uh michael and ben came together and they were friends and so they started talking and then that at that point is when i kind of introduced myself and i was like we were kind of talking like oh by the way my name's frank hey i'm michael i'm ben all that like yay like let's talk and work together and i stayed with them all the way till almost the the end of the race and which i'll mention that later but that was great um good energy with them we talked um oh i can't remember what they what they said they did um goodness but uh, i think they were both um students that just graduated or about to graduate um from a&m down the road but they were great um just before that i want to mention i ran with a little bit um with a gentleman named truxton 
I mean, he says his name was, was Trucks, but uh, I think he was a, a plumber. Super nice guy, too, um, was getting back into running. And he actually had a, a half marathon, I believe, in the morning at like 8 or 9. And so he was – and he was doing the 54K. And he's like, just going for it. He told me some things he'd already ran. He seemed pretty experienced in the distance, but that kind of blew my mind. I was like, you go, man. And uh, he passed me at some point, and that's when I was alone in the meadow with Ben and Michael. But he was getting after it. I don't know if he ever got to the um, to the race the next morning, but that guy was an animal. Uh, but so we're cruising along, and I'm with uh, Ben and Michael at this point. And at some point, Michael's headlamp starts fading and going out, but I happen to bring another one, right? Here, bud. So I give him give him my extra headlamp. Uh, all is well. We're going again, and we leave the aid station for the second time. We're rolling out, and probably I don't know four miles from the finish line, we catch back up with Jeff, and he's kind of uh, walking, uh, trying to walk off his his foot in a way. He had kicked the crud out of a rock. He said, and it was just hurting, and he was just trying to keep moving. And I was like, "Oh crap! Hey, Jeff, what's up, man?" He's like, hey, and it's dark, so I just see a headlamp, but I can kind of recognize his socks and his, his shirt and everything. And uh, he he kind of, we didn't stop necessarily, we kept moving. Um, and then he he tagged along a little bit after that and uh, caught back up with, all the way with us, I guess, when we got to the the aid station. And uh, that's where he told me he had he'd slugged a rock with his foot. Uh, I think he said twice even. And uh, come to find out, after we got back to the car, after we were done, um, and he slowly pulled off his sock and shoe, uh, it was very purple and looked very swollen and was possibly broken. Yes, yeah, so Jeff had broke his toe halfway through the race and still finished it. See, so he, he did complete it. Uh, he did not uh, DNF or drop out. Uh, I believe out of everyone, there was like 14 people that did. Uh, not complete the race for whatever reason. And I had heard someone had, had hurt themselves too, but that guy's got it. He, he did not quit. Uh, so we recoup there. Uh, everything's still feeling, you know, nice. When we come in at the second lap, uh, we're, hey, we made it all right. You can hear the music. That's always so exciting, right? And you get that boost of energy and we're, we're going. And we get there and um, I'm going straight. You're supposed to cross over the the timing mat the start finish line ben starts to veer off to the right and immediately which i can assume are some race directors like holler at him like hey hey are you ben this hey you're supposed to come this way like what yeah uh yeah i'm ben and so i believe they had they had seen on the the timing the live the live timing and everything that this guy named ben has gone out for the 54K and he hasn't made a lap yet and it's been whatever, six hours or something. So they were very pleased to see him and I'm just like, please make sure you cross over the this line. I will say, I remember in the talk before that, um, he did. they made it sound like when you come in, stay to the right. It, he, he definitely did. Um, so he was not in the wrong and he probably wasn't the only one that did that. I just am used to crossing over the finish line as what I did and like no one said anything. Um, so I just made a lap to the, uh, the aid station, which is over to the right. So in his defense, I it was, it was kind of confusing. Well, so we got all that straightened. They realized that Ben is, uh, not left out somewhere in the trail, <laughs> screaming or hurt or anything. Uh, but we get on our third and last lap, right? That was kind of the perk of this that I kept mentally was it's just three laps. 
And once we start the second lap, it was like, well, we're pretty much halfway done, even though we had 10 miles ahead of us. Uh, so now we're starting a third lap. I'm like, well, this is it. This is the last lap. We only did three laps. Here we go. And uh, by that time, a lot of the courses cleared out because everyone's finished their their two laps. Um, when we were coming in on that, on our second lap, we had met up with a lady. Her name was Kirsten. And um, it was her, I think her first long run race in a long time. She said a few years ago, she was running like 50, 50 milers and hundreds and everything. And we're like, holy cow. And uh, she, she tagged along with us. And we were, we were fairly moving decently, I'd say. And she stayed with us the whole time. And uh, she might have told us her age or whatever. I can't remember. But uh, that was inspiring to me because she, she was ready to finish it. And I'm like, man, in, a, in another lap, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at this point and just think like, we've got a mile left. Let's go. And I was like cheering her on and it was hyping me up. And we we're so excited. And we got through and then she came and we, you know, we told her bye and thank you. Have a great day. So we're starting our third and final lap. And it getting to the the Copperhead Aid Station again. It's all <laughs> you're kind of recognizing all the same trails now. You've done it a couple times, but it is dark. But everything's such a, a tight view because your headlamp and the and the lights there. I guess unless you got one of those like belts that are all the lights and you look like a car going down through the trail. But uh, I did have and already and ran a couple night runs or training runs with this new headlamp I got, which is a black diamond. Cause the one I had before that Michael is still using. Uh, and that thing is like, I'd probably say almost 10 years old. It's like a Fox brand one. I used it when I was doing air conditioning work in attics and things like that. Um, but that, he's, he's rocking that one still and it's going good. And, uh, this black diamond, I think the Cosmo brand, which is like the basic one, um, has been bright and going all fine. Something I realized is whenever I'd get water, like sprayed on me or try to dump water on my head or anything, well, your headlamp's right there. And so I'm sure I was just kind of soaking it in water or hitting it with a lot of water. It never got submerged or anything like that. But um, after we leave the the first part, the, you know, running into the aid station, the first part at Copperhead and leaving, I noticed it's really dim. And uh, I had to stop. And thankfully, Jeff had another headlamp. Because um, uh, so Michael didn't have to run with his phone because he was kind of doing that before. Uh, so Michael kept my, my extra headlamp jeff gave me his extra one that he brought and i tried to change out the batteries and quickly realized that the battery housing inside had gotten had gotten wet um so again this is like their basic level of of headlamp it worked it's really bright the strap on it's really comfortable i like that a whole lot and it's easy to adjust um but if they just would have put a little material like that little kind of spongy sealant material around the battery housing uh that this problem would have been avoided. And it seems like almost an obvious thing if you're building or selling a product for an outside use that they're probably going to get rained on or who knows what, or a lot of sweat. Again, this is the lower level. I'm, I bet the other, the higher ones, they'd make like four or five more, um, probably have that little seal in there, but, um, that would have been really nice. Cause I really wanted to use it the whole time. And it was really bright. And then the one that, um, Jeff had for me that I could use, thankfully, uh, was kind of like a strip, like an LED strip, so I couldn't angle it down or anything. Um, so it wasn't as focused of where I wanted it to be, but it worked. Thankfully, he had one, and we we kept on cruising. We got to the, made that next four miles. It's like, oh, I don't, three in the morning by now. It's the longest me and Jeff have ever been on our feet and running, and it's, you know, nice. We, we caught back up together since we got there together, and uh, 
we get to the aid station for the second and last time. And Ben has kind of been, he fell back a little bit. He said, y'all, y'all just go. And cause his stomach was hurting or something. Um, but anyway, so he was kind of not feeling good. He's catching back up. And Michael was like, I'm, well, I'm gonna stay with you, Ben. Like, I'm not going to leave you here. We're almost done. They, again, they came together. And so we, we, we fist bumped and said, y'all, you know, stay awesome and, and keep on trucking. We'll see you at the finish line. And me and Jeff are ready to, to have this thing done. We're ready to finish this bad boy, get off our feet, you know, put a fork in it and, and just have it, have it done. Uh, so we, we part ways there, uh, after running with them for hours together, um, great couple, couple guys. And we're on our last little, whatever I said, five or so mile stint and we're going and we're going. And the last leg has a, a the most runnable portion of it. It's a little Sandy, um, parts of it gets a little ruddy cause it's like a fire road, um, or utility road rather. And, uh, but we just, we go, I was like, Jeff, I want to have this thing done. If it's, if it's runnable, let's run. If it's not, let's just, just quickly, <laughs> as quick as we can get, get over it. Um, so I mean, I'm, I'm feeling boosted. We're on the last lap and I just, I'm ready to kind of empty the tank. We talked about that before, you know, we're on the last lap. Let's do it. Let's, let's just turn and burn and do what, do what we can here. Um, so we go and we, we had a really solid push on that last leg, um, of that, of that road utility. It's all dirt, but that trail there. And we kept going and kept going and finally got to the kind of more elevated part at the end and then just kind of hiked that. But pretty much every moment that was downhill, uh, and we wanted to do that too, because the latter end of that, like I said, is not very runnable. It's all over the place and up and down around trees and, the, the most technical part portion of it, of the whole race is the end of the, you know, most of the end of that last lap. And, uh, so we just, we really put some good, you know, solid pace and miles behind us and kept going and kept going. And I can hear the music once, once I'm kind of familiar with the, the track by now again. So I'm like, man, I think we're close. Let's go. And we're trucking and trucking. I can hear the music and let's go, let's go. And uh, we finished at like nine hours running in four minutes or something, something crazy like that. It was like just over four in the morning. Uh, so from seven to four uh, on our feet, you know, running and cruising. Uh, we never sat down. I think it won't, I kind of squatted to like stretch my toes and my feet and everything um, a couple times, but no, got it, got it done. Thank goodness. So it was really neat. It was a blast. It was a, it was the longest I've ever ran. Um, so I guess that's my first ultra puts me in that category. If it's over 30 miles, I believe that's what the, uh, caveat is, uh, to call that. So it was 34 ish, 35 miles, uh, ran and what a treat. It was awesome. We got it, got it done. Uh, so wrapping it all up for a final review, so how, how is it getting there? Again, I would like to see more signs uh, put out by Blaze Trails just down the road. I don't know if that's like a legality thing. I'm sure there's some stuff with that, like with the city. Like you can't just start putting signs out on the road. Um, I think the first one was at the entrance of the state park. So that makes sense. Um, they were really good with emails and updating and everything. Hey, this is what's going on. Here's a reminder. Hey, here's a reminder again don't forget this, check this. So they, they were very informative and gave all that. Um, during packet pickup, 
that was that went fine until they had to, they they talked. Like I said, they he kind of made it confusing of where to come in on the lap. Uh, it was just his voice. There was a quite a few people there, and he didn't have like a megaphone or anything. Um, so he was also hard to understand. So again, I think Ben probably wasn't the only one that mis misheard him on on where to come in. Uh, during that, in the aid stations, they were they were well maintained. Um, the way they set it up was really smart. So they only had to have two physical locations for an aid station, but it made it where you could stop at one twice. That was real good. And it was part of a utility road as well. So they were able to kind of transport more water and supplies that they needed there. Um, that was great. They're, they're good energy. Everyone was very helpful. Aid stations were, were outstanding and, and supplied well and, and kind of done in a smart way. Um, after and finished, they were also good about um, with pictures was really cool they're free. I think you could get more if you reached out to the photographer and they had links to that too, but they're like, here's an email. Here's the guy. And they put them on Facebook too. Like here's the pictures he took and you could just get them and download them. Super nice. And again, you could get more if you wanted to reach out to him and, and have him for other things. But that was really neat. That was the first time I've seen that with, with pictures. Um, so that was, that was refreshing on the other end, oddly enough. Um, this was, and this isn't, the shirt was nice. It's a little smudged, picked a medium. I feel like they're always like the sleeves are kind of short, but it's, and again, this is just material stuff. It doesn't matter. But the shirt was really cool, cool blue. I wish it would have said, had had a little more on it on the front talking about like the distance or other things. It's just kind of the logo they used for the Sufferfest, which is a cool logo. In the back's got a cool stripe down the spine. That's my favorite part that says Blazing Trails. I think the, the year or something like that. That's nice. Uh, any, but real quick, the thing is with the metal. Again, it's just material stuff. It's it's nice. It's it's nice to have a medal at the end and you hang it on your wall with your other ones and all that stuff. I will say it's like the small – it's just – it is noticeable to me because it's the longest, biggest race, kind of most serious one I've ever done. And it's also the smallest, almost cheapest medal I've, I've received. Uh, again, just because I can compare it to the other ones. It's whatever. It's nice to have it. But it also – it Velcros in the back. I've never seen that. It's got – a decent broad uh, neck band, uh, or I guess you call it lanyard, whatever. But it, yeah, it Velcros, and that's really odd in in the back. Um, and then the metal is again the smallest I've ever I, I've I've seen pretty much compared to something like that big, um, or compared to my most recent kind of bigger one, biggest race before that, my marathon, which was a super cool, big I don't know, six inch around ish almost detailed from the Hidden Hills Ultra or Ultra Expeditions, um, that thing was cool. That was a nice one, Comparison, comparatively. Uh, maybe they could be trying someone else out for the medals this year. I don't know. But if anything they could fix to make it like a five-star awesome race would just be, if they can, given the location a little more signage. Uh, out on the road, at one point, I kind of went off just for like a half a second. I remembered like, oh, no, I'm supposed to turn here. Because um, they can't put signs like right on the trail, I guess, because uh, where it forks or splits off. Um, but if they were bigger, I don't know why everyone just uses these like sheets of paper size signs when it could be a really big one. But they did put some markers out also that had reflective uh, tape wrapped around them, but it was like the little wire flag. So that's really skinny and hard to see. I actually almost got like impelled by one in the knee and I stopped and hit the brakes and Jeff almost ran into me because I stopped to, to bend it and push it out of the way because that thing was going to that was going to ruin somebody's day. Uh, but it, we, that was during like the last lap too. But 
anyway, and then just maybe metal stuff, but again, that doesn't really matter. Uh, it was cool. It was a treat. It was a blast. Um, I'll leave y'all here. This is the recording when we got back. Nothing special. I don't think I mentioned that he broke his toe because we weren't sure yet, but it was very purple and gnarly. Um, he took it off right after this, but this is just a little, uh, little recording after that uh, for, for a fun idea. Me and Jeff have got back to home base. Well, not home, but sitting in our chairs. It is 4.13. We finished maybe 10 minutes ago. Uh, it took us just over, it was a nine hours. Nine hours and like six minutes or something. Something like that. Jeff, how are you feeling? Tired, mm. but good. I concur. My, uh, what's the source on you right now? The toes that I kicked a big rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely got some new, uh, <laughs> uh, war marks on my shoes here. Um, yeah, that's in my, yeah, my glutes and my hamstrings back there feel super tight. And my feet are now hurting. Lefty stood up good. I was really worried about my left foot. Only when I stepped on, like, a particular rock that hit that one spot was bad, but it's okay. So, here we are. Um, done? Four take o'clock in the morning. Four o'clock in the morning. and take a second here, gather ourselves, and, uh... Give us a second to stop feeling like a bag of smashed bologna and then drive home. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and there we have it. The Blazing Trails Summer Sufferfest from the 54K runner's point of view. Uh, and it was a treat. It was neat. It is what it is. Thank y'all so much for, for listening and being on here on the podcast, guys. Don't forget to pray. I don't know how many times I prayed while I was out there. I had plenty of time, but it can be very special and something to always remember if you have something on your mind, but you're not sure how to explain it, or you don't know what to pray or ask God about, uh, you can pray, you know, for that, you know, for, for the insight to see what I can't understand or understand a new pathway and something that I haven't even imagined yet or anything else and just pray for it. There was people, you know, someone passed me. I would just like, man, I hope that guy has a good day. No, Lord, be with them. Hope they have a safe race and they get what they need out of this. Um, take what you can out of things. Try to stay positive and roll with it. But thank you so much. This has been Light on the Trail podcast. Have a good one. May the dirt be forever under your feet. <laughs>